Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling. Michael Carter Williams, Patrick McCaw, Joey Devine, famed author Ron Baker, Lorenzo Brown, James Nunnally, Sean Keen, featuring Mar Sean Brooks, musical guest Cher, and now the temporary host of Rumble Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me. Your temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine, and we are back with a normal episode for the first time in weeks of mm-hmm. Round Ball Rock. Uh, Sean Keen, how are you? I'm doing. I'm doing well. Um, wow, first our first podcast recorded in twenty. Is that right? No, no. The we, investigative. We, yeah, we interviewed some of those children. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That was in twenty nineteen. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope all of our listeners out there enjoyed our weird podcasts we did to mm-hmm. end and start the year. Mm-hmm. Um, we worked hard on them. We were really proud. But what we forgot to mention, Sean, mm-hmm. in while making those weird podcasts, is uh, we have an album out. <laughs> we do. We do. Uh, I mean, technically, Brad Slamson and Randy Ledoux have an album out, yes. but... It's available for download uh, for free or for whatever you want to feel like paying. It's mm-hmm. all of the slammed ups except for the Christmas episode. Uh, yeah. All put together in one place. It's available at roundballrock.bandcamp.com. Uh, mm-hmm. And check it out. We just want people to hear it. Send it to your friends. That's all we yeah. want. We think Slammed Up is 
pretty funny, and that yeah. is um, uh, the extent of my breaking character. Well, um, it, it uh, you know, it is. Uh, it, hopefully, it will eventually get us in trouble. Yeah, we really want it to look. We we won't say this, mm-hmm. but let's just say we kind of want Nate Duncan to send us an angry email about it. Maybe. I mean, I'd be upset because, but you know, I would feel terrible too, (laughs) but, but we need, we need beefs. That's the thing. It seems like what the collision course we're on though, right? Mm -hmm. Either to get an angry email from either Nate Duncan or one of the Lopez twins. Yeah. Possibly Luka Doncic. I, I feel (laughs) like we'll be getting a congratulatory letter. And uh, a request for another album available on Bandcamp, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, but yeah, if you if you have some ideas, I mean, check out check out the album for sure. Roundballrock.bandcamp.com. Uh, follow the Twitter at RoundRockPod. Uh, follow at Sean Keen. Email follow at Joey Divide. Follow at Frankie Muniz. <laughs> uh, email us at RoundRockPod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also uh, always call us on the phone. Yes. At, uh, I gotta get that number. Hold on. I wasn't ready. <laughs> it spells nothing. Uh, it doesn't spell anything. Uh, please call us at the phone number that spells nothing. 323-682-0342. Uh, and also, I guess, while we're being kind of um, uh, gushy here, I guess. Ew, that's a gross word. Um, yeah, Jesus, Joey. <laughs> I do want to say 2018 was easily the best year for round ball rock um, from a popularity standpoint. And uh, I just want to thank all the listeners. And yeah. um, I think 2019 is going to be even better uh, considering we started it with an honest to God radio documentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are going to be acquired by Gimlet Media oh, before so before the finals. But we would go on that reply all schedule where we only have to make one new thing a month. But yeah. it's like the best thing you've ever heard. And we have to like avenge uh, people's internet enemies, but only in a basketball <laughs> context. <laughs> We're uh, going to confront the Andersons okay, from we've, that commercial. We've been talking too long. There's a lot of news. Let's get to the news. Yeah. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Um, Sean. I never thought this would happen, but uh, Chandler Parsons and Tom Thibodeau have a thing in common. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's the first time possible. Like, I can never think... Look, other than them both being very, very white in very, very different ways. I could uh, see, yeah, I could see them like maybe meeting at uh, like a rally where Jordan Peterson was speaking, maybe. <laughs> but only because Tibbs wants meat recipes. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, 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 I hear you. I hear you're only eating beef. Me too. I've been, <laughs> I've enjoyed it for, for 17 years. Just. Uh, but I drink Diet Coke, it helps. <laughs> we'll get to Chandler Parsons later, but it's the end of an era, Sean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tom Thibodeau, the coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves, was fired today. Um, it's 
very it. strange timing too because uh no one knew it was happening and then he was fired after a game where they beat the Lakers by 20 I mean they stomped the Lakers <laughs> they really stomped the shit out of them um and then but yeah they won by 20 points right yes and then I got I'm going to be honest Timberwolves fans I'm very sorry here, but I got a weird flashback to awful Golden State Warriors. Oh days. my god, this is such a Warriors <laughs> story where where someone is fired and you're not like surprised that they got fired because things weren't going well. Mm-hmm. But but the moves happen at an inexplicable time. Well, and also and- <laughs> they said they very specifically the team's president of the business side walked into Tibbs's office after a win and fired him. And it feels like a real Robert Rowell, Chris Mullen power play to me. Oh, yeah, because he was not fired by general manager Scott Lee. <laughs> no, so he was fired by the owner. But even even then, I'm like, I kind of feel like the business manager just did it or got the go ahead. Right. Um, what a weird time to do it. On the plus side for Timberwolves fans, though, I will uh-huh. say, uh, I do like the new coach. I do like who it's who it is. I don't know if he's very good at coaching, uh-huh. but I love the idea that now Flip Saunders' son Ryan is the coach. Ryan Saunders. Ryan Saunders, thirty-two years old. Love it. Well, this also a very Warriors thing to just. When in doubt, you just hire someone's kid. Yeah, like but... like it worked with the players, but their their coaching staff always had like wait they have Steven Silas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's but what I like about Eric this... Musselman is a, is a son. <laughs> what I like about this is look, this is the Timberwolves just embracing their Timberwolvesian depressing past, where it's like yeah, there's only one other person we can hire, and it's. Flip Saunders' son. <laughs> they like, did, it's just they, they they run their team with these bizarre. Well, didn't they? Didn't they have like Adelman's kid also work for them while he was the coach? He died. Well, yeah, I mean, he still <laughs> worked there. Um, yes, Rick Adelman's son did also work there. But Flip Saunders, to me, he like is the Timberwolves. Like, huh. I mean, but it's it's just weird <laughs> that he is the Timberwolves because it's such a low bar. You know what I mean? Like, like it's like what was the height of the era? Like, uh, I guess getting getting beat by the Lakers in two thousand four. It's so Midwestern. Missing the playoffs for well, yeah, like like <laughs> they have this weird fetish for acquiring players from Minnesota, which the Twins also have. <laughs> There's this weird thing where it's like. Isn't Joe Mauer from Minnesota, too? Oh, yeah, dude. That's why. Yeah, so it's like, well, I guess we got to lock up this catcher in his late 20s to a 10-year deal. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, anyway, the, so Ryan Saunders, does he have a nickname? Uh, I mean, clearly his nickname should be Rip Saunders, right? I was thinking, like, or, like, Flipper, you oh, know. Uh, but Flipper... <laughs> well, Phil. Well, Flip Saunders. I didn't know this. His name is just Philip. Mm-hmm. I did so, know that. <laughs> so this guy's name should be like Ian, Yan, Yan, or, or, Yan Saunders, <laughs> Yan Saunders. 
Yeah. And people are like, oh, this this guy, what's what's up with this guy? Jan <laughs> Saunders. Um I guess that's what we're naming him now, Jan yeah. Saunders. <laughs> yeah. And the, the Timberwolves, by the way, are are nineteen and twenty-one mm-hmm. right now. Which is um I mean, obviously not what they were looking for, but uh two and a half games out of the playoffs. Sure. Um, I mean, isn't this... It's just a weird time to do it, that's all. Well, but aren't they kind of like... Look, the West is so bunched up and weird right now. Like, isn't this really just like, okay, we're going to tank again? No, I think they want to make the playoffs. I know that's what they're saying, but... But isn't I mean, that what not, they should not, be doing? Well, yes, but this is the least savvy organization. Like, like... As much tampering and like bullshit contract promises are, the Minnesota Timberwolves were so bad at it that they lost five years worth of draft picks for, you know, tampering and creating an illegal contract, which all of which are like in the foundations of the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like, like, like bullshit, shady contracts, like secret deals. The Timberwolves are the one team that's ever really gotten busted for that at all. Right. Um, but, uh, it, do, do you know why they did it right now? No. Why? So apparently, uh, because UCLA fired their coach. Oh, I did know this. Yep. Keep going yeah, though. <laughs> they, they, ha- they realized that UCLA was going to hire, uh, the Steve Alford of one decade later, Fred Hoiberg. Um, I don't think that's fair to Fred Hoiberg. He has not covered up any sexual assaults. Well, okay, but otherwise, <laughs> he's he's a he's a corn-fed, you know, college star, sweet, sweet shooting. At, like they both coached at Iowa State, right? Yeah, sure, that sounds right. I think that's where Steve Alford covered up a rape scandal. Mm-hmm. Which uh, he's a bad person, Joey. Sure is. Um, I'm glad he was fired. But UCLA, you have tarnished your your reputation forever. It is a stain that will never wash out. I don't know. I'm pretty sure um, hiding under, hiding behind John Wooden's pyramid of success was, uh, you know, a rapist, right? <laughs> I I know. I'd like to talk to. Well, when we have um, when we have that when that guy calls from Chicago again. Which I'm sure he Big will. Polsky so. on an asphalt Big paver. Polsky on an asphalt paver. Uh, I bet he knows about uh, John Wooden, like uh, hiring his own refs for road trips and stuff. Sure. Um, here's what I think. So they want to. So so because Fred Hoiberg is being rumored as a possible UCLA mm-hmm. coach, Minnesota feels like they need to hire him now, and apparently they would hire him to be the coach. Or the general manager, just but not he both. said today he does not want to be the GM. <laughs> Why would you want him to be the GM? <laughs> I think he was the assistant GM in Minnesota at one point, though. Oh, right, but <laughs> look at, look at, like, what, what has he done? <laughs> like... Yeah, he was the general manager for, a, a, like, a, the assistant general manager to... David Kahn? Was that the deal? Like that a jet It's gotta bad. be after it's gotta be after David Kahn, right? Um I don't have a good 
timeline on her on Hoiberg, but you're probably right about that. But also, a guy who was just fired by uh, the second worst team in the league because he couldn't follow Tom Thibodeau. Just so weird. Um, it's he hilarious. The front office. He started working. In there in 2006, and then he became the Iowa State coach in 2010. So, yeah, it was with David Kahn. That's real funny. Um, here's yeah. my question. Um, how upset is Kevin McHale that he can't get in on this again? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I think he wants to work in a red state now. Now that he's <laughs> like, like Trump doesn't really do rallies in Minneapolis, so... Kevin McHale and his wife need to continue making America great again and attending these rallies. <laughs> I people are, like, has Kevin McHale like appeared in, I feel like he's not on television anymore. I guess because the, because of fake news. I think he doesn't he's called be some games this year. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like someone should ask him about it. Um, Sean, so we've been texting about Fred Hoiberg a lot today. Yes. Uh, is there something you noticed about texting about Fred Hoiberg? I did. Uh, the first time I wrote it, uh, my phone auto-corrected it to Hooverville. Mm, me too. The uh, the uh, neighborhood of hobos. Yeah, the shanty towns from the Great, the great, from the great Depression. Depression. And uh, <laughs> look, I'm just I'm just saying, uh, did not have a great deal of success with the Bulls. It would be amazing if he succeeds Tom Thibodeau twice. Yeah, um, he could probably get something out of Jeff Teague, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's, he feels like he would, like, communicate with a Teague. Maybe, maybe there, I mean, Fred Hoiberg is not supposed to be much of a defensive coach, is that right? Well, and this team does not play defense, so. Yeah. Maybe he'll finally get that, uh get those players that he didn't get for the four years he was in Chicago. And that's why he wasn't a good coach. (laughs) It would be. Well, I mean, I mean, that's why he's Derek Rose cannot feel great about this coaching change. Oh, we're going to get to that. Um, uh, yeah. The other stuff the bulls did was, uh, a bunch of kind of bullshit trade shuffling stuff where they were just like, picking up pennies on the ground basically. we don't need to we don't need to talk about yeah. the uh, sorry campaign trade um so here's what i want to ask you about tom thibodeau yeah what does he do now yeah because he's jobless mm-hmm but he he has two and a half years left on his contract also he's a psychopath a mm-hmm. basketball psycho a basketball psychopath, like, what is Tom Thibodeau like when he's not employed? Last time he was not employed, he just went and visited other basketball teams. So he just kept coaching. Like, like if you remember right, he went and visited the Warriors. Yeah. yeah. So he <laughs> was still first. just going to basketball practice every day. Mm-hmm. Like a guy who has not been told he was fired. Or refuses to accept that he's fired. It seems Just like, like a, it's going to be a, whatever he chooses to do. It's going to be a huge waste of the twenty million dollars Minnesota is going to give him. <laughs> because, yeah, because you know what a person getting paid twenty million dollars to do nothing should be doing? 
absolutely nothing. Yeah, just go go to a beach or something. But I swear to God, like, I mean, Tibbs, do you think? What do you think he spends his money on? Uh, Burger King. Yeah, I mean, there's like, what do you think is the most extravagant purchase Tom Thibodeau has made? Like, I'm sure he's bought a house. Sure. Um, but. Like I don't, I don't see him as like a sports car guy. No. Um, like I could see him. It would have to be something like putting in a bowling alley in his house, <laughs> or like like he's he wants to work out on like antique, uh, <laughs> exercise equipment. Yeah, but medicine I don't, I don't balls. See him. He's like not a. Do you think that guy's a foodie at all? No. <laughs> no way. He definitely look. I. I actually, I wanted to start with this, but I forgot. Um, I just want to say my condolences to uh, all of the the uh, White Castles and Burger Kings in the Minneapolis area. Yeah. Because they lost a lot of business, I think. Yeah, uh, places that offer an $8 haircut. Yeah. <laughs> We're sorry, he's leaving. <laughs> Dry cleaners that uh, like focus on getting stains out of sweats. Discount shoe stores. <laughs> <laughs> the car wash by like the the drive through car wash by the practice facility. Yeah, the closest to the practice facility that, um, but also che- closest slash cheapest. Yeah, but the, also the one where he doesn't have to get out of his car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like any 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 place near the the Target Center that uh, serves warm Bud Light. <laughs> See that? You know, the sad thing is, like, don't you feel like Thibodeau and Boylan would probably get along yes, pretty well? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, like it's weird. That... They'd just be looking at each other and being like, "I love your soul. It's awesome." Yeah. They can't. They would like. They'd like hang out for a whole day together, and speak to each other like three times. Yeah, so tight. It's too bad. Like both those guys can't have jobs at the same time. I mean, Thibodeau's just gonna go be an assistant coach, right? That's what he's gonna do right away. <laughs> I mean, like, there's no way that guy's going to college. And like, can you imagine Tom Thibodeau like recruiting, talking to a 16 year old like? <laughs> I just really, I just really want you up there at state. <laughs> um, he would have to coach for a state too because he's Tom Thibodeau. I should probably tell my Tom Thibodeau story, right? Oh yeah, please. Um, one time I was at summer league, uh, and it was before summer league was popular. It was really unpopular, in fact. Uh, and I was in a completely empty bathroom, uh, at a urinal using the urinal mm. and Tom Thibodeau came in and chose the urinal directly next to mine, even though there was a wall of empty urinals <laughs> and um, was like boxing me out. His elbow was like touching me. Also, he smelled like that. He smelled like that blue liquid combs come in at old timey <laughs> barbershops. <laughs> Uh, 
did he ever like like hold his arm out like to just like like so he could tell where you were without looking at you? No, but he did yell ice a bunch. Oh, that was um, yeah. classic. <laughs> uh, who should they hire though? Okay, so d- the actual candidates apparently it's Hoiberg. Uh, they're thinking about Monty Williams. <laughs> apparently, cool. Uh, I like Monty Williams. He's not a good coach, but he seems like a great guy. Yeah, dude, that guy rules. Uh, also, why not give him the job? Like, better. Like, he seems more qualified than like Flip Saunders' son. <laughs> I mean, I'm look. I like Jan Saunders. Let's keep Jan Saunders in. Let's see what he can do, dude. I mean, also just like <laughs> that, it becomes like a weirdly middling uh, family dynasty. Yeah, that's what I'm into it, dude. They should hire Mikhail's daughter to run it or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> whoever you could get, like people from the the not really glory years of the Timberwolves. How old is Kevin Garnett's kid? Get him. Um, yeah. I mean, get Garnett. Bring Garnett yeah, let, in. Let Garnett coach the team. <laughs> That's who should coach the team. It's Kevin Garnett. And Jan Saunders. They should do it together. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Um, well, like, like, Kevin Garnett can be the, like, he can literally be the defensive coordinator. That could be his job. I feel like Kevin Garnett would be into that. Um, while we're talking about the Timberwolves, Sean, mm-hmm. we have a, uh, oh, some reader mail that is based on, that is Timberwolves related. Oh, I love it. Okay. All right. Let's hit, let's hit that drop, robot. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it Reader Mail? It is confusing for robots. Um, this comes from Drew in Minneapolis. And he says... As a diehard Timberwolves fan, it's always difficult for me to take Wolves owner Glenn Taylor serious as a real-life human being, because everything he says or does vividly reminds me of a fictional character from the film or show Fargo. From the Midwest accent, to the Minnesota nice persona, to the clothes his wife picks out for him, to the old-school businessman vibes, literally everything about him screams Fargo. He's one part Jerry Lundgaard, which is William H. Macy's character from the movie, and one part Emmett Stussy, the wealthy businessman known as the parking lot king of Minnesota from season three of the show. That brings me to my reader question. If you had to pitch a dark comedy murder plot for the next season of Fargo, and it involved Glenn Taylor and all the key Timberwolves, Tibbs, and all his players over the course of his Wolves tenure, what would the plot be? What are the feuds? Who dies? Who kills who? And who is the last figure standing? Etc. Etc. Thanks, Drew from Minneapolis. Follow him on Twitter at Feeling Mini. Hmm. All right. So we need a we need a Fargo plot involving Glenn Taylor. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly, I want to say right off the bat, clearly, there's one last figure standing. That has to stand. Uh Uh-huh. And that is Mr. Andrew Wiggins. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. He's befuddled the whole time (laughs) just because, like, crucial things keep it. This is is what's happening to Andrew Wiggins. He's not surviving for any kind of moral reasons. No. Just a lot of nefarious activity takes place at night. 
<laughs> and what is Andrew Wiggins doing all night, every night? He's playing Fortnite, baby. <laughs> but I just mean, like in real life, uh, you're stuck with Andrew Wiggins, Minneapolis. I'm sorry. Yeah. Nobody's taking that contract. I he is see... outliving all of these people. <laughs> I could see something like, uh, like a fake kidnapping of Andrew Wiggins to try to get him off the books. Mm-hmm. But Glenn Taylor doesn't really want to hurt him. Uh, especially because that would trigger uh, like an injury clause and all his money would become guaranteed. So I think he's getting um, every member of the Saunders family in on this in a kidnapping fake ransom plot Mm -hmm. for Andrew Wiggins. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, there's so much tumult in the front office that signals get crossed Mm -hmm. and that the ransom that Scott Layden is supposed to deliver gets miscommunicated as a trade exception. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uh, he makes a trade to get uh, some former Timberwolves back. And uh, it's not super successful. Mm-hmm. He ends up bringing Johnny Flynn out of retirement and uh, that mute hitman. Okay, here's what I think mine is. Uh, Glenn Taylor, he owns a factory, right? Okay. That factory is being run, is the manager of that fact, the put-upon manager of that factory is Tom Thibodeau. Uh, the workers are striking, uh, and they're being led by a charismatic uh, Spanish man, Ricky Rubio. Oh, I like that. Uh, He's leading the strike. Um, So Tom Thibodeau, Glenn Taylor tells Tom Thibodeau to murder Ricky Rubio. Oh. Uh, But, and he gives him money to hire Hitman to do it. Tom Thibodeau steals half of the money and cheaps out on the Hitman, hiring Andrew Wiggins... And Luol Deng to do it. Uh, and Luol Deng, he's not normally a hitman. He just is, like, desperate for playing time. Right. Of any sort. Uh, no, then Andrew Wiggins and Luol Deng, they just don't... They don't want to kill anybody. Uh-huh. So they take half of that money and give the other half and and pawn the job off onto Todd Gibson and Derrick Rose. Okay. Uh, Derrick Rose decides that he doesn't want to kill anyone because he d- he also works at the factory. <laughs> so he just drives Ricky Rubio out of town and then proceeds to lead the mutiny anyway, scamming them all. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's the end. That's my season of Fargo. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, okay, so I'm going to say there's... Andrew Wiggins, in my Andrew Wiggins kidnap scenario, the other problem that happens is that uh, Glenn Taylor, bank president, gets mistaken for Glenn Taylor, the upscale men's fashion retailer in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. So here, I think you've got somebody like, maybe like a Bob Balaban in a dual role, Mm -hmm. like Ewan McGregor. Um, So they end up, uh, everybody meets when the Timberwolves go 
and play Charlotte. Uh, you know, the kidnapping, the ransom, the mute hitman, and uh, most importantly, a super tequila drunk Michael Jordan all converge. And uh, there's there's a bloodbath. Charles Oakley kills one of the Glenn Taylors. Uh, the other Glenn Taylor is killed by a wrathful Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. And uh, Andrew Wiggins eventually just uh, makes his own way out of the van after everybody's just dead and gone. Yeah, I forgot my part. I forgot there had to be dead bodies here. Oh, so yeah. Derek Rose is leading the mutiny of the workers in the factory, right? And he convinces them all to kill themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and then Andrew Wiggins is just standing there with blood all over him. Uh-huh. And he's like, uh-oh, shouldn't have done this. And then he <laughs> shrugs. And, and Ryan Saunders, who's a cop, comes uh-huh. running in. And uh, the ghost of he's been talking to the ghost of his dad to help solve all the blackmails. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then they all shrug at each other. And then... Uh, and then, like, a song from the 70s plays. <laughs> and then Andrew Wiggins um, gets his next paycheck in cash and buries it on the side of the road mm-hmm. with, uh, like, a, a very improbable, hard-to-see marker. And the camera turns to him, and he looks at it, and he goes, like, I just get paid so much money, I bury it in the <laughs> ground. And then Carl Anthony uh, Towns finds it, puts uh-huh. it in the back of his trunk, and then drives away after being there for five years. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, speaking of Derrick Rose, let's get to him. Oh, yeah. Uh, so crushed. So crushed by this move. So Derrick Rose was pretty upset about Tom Thibodeau. So upset he forgot how words work. Uh, he said, quote, I have a lot of confidence in myself. Tibbs was just the coach that believed in me. I mean, he jump-started my career again, and for that I'll always be thankful. But everybody that thinks that it's going to stop, kill yourself. It's just not. Uh, it's very, Look, very tight. Uh-huh. <laughs> pretty shitty thing yeah, to say. Derek Rose is very cool. Gotta love him. Also, imagine being a Derek Rose hater, and that was the thing that put you pushed you over the line. Um... Then two hours later, basically, right? It was about two hours. Uh, somebody pointed out to Derek Rose that maybe you shouldn't be telling people to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he uh, then said, I messed up by using the slang term kill yourself today in response to a question about whether I can continue to perform without Coach Tibbs. I did not mean it literally and regret using it, so I apologize. Which to my response, uh, which... I respond by saying, too late, Derek Rose, I already killed myself. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm Wait, a ghost. Have I been podcasting with a g- 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 ghost? Um, fuck Derek Rose. That's our stance on this podcast, as always. Please stop voting for him to be in the All-Star game. Uh, there was a rumor that he was going to be a captain, but that is actually not true. Oh, oh. Uh, but we don't have to talk about that. Speaking of murder, <laughs> uh, it's a murder-heavy NBA news this week. Uh, oh, lots of our favorite characters Look, are getting killed off the show. And murder podcast. We're touching all the bases. 
Uh, Ennis Cantor um, can't go to London uh, because uh, the despot monster in Turkey that he's spoken out against uh, could easily murder him in London. So, sorry, uh, England, you're not going to get to see Ennis Cantor in it. Um, <laughs> Sean, do you want to walk us through this story? <laughs> yeah, so um, Ennis Cantor has just been outspoken against Turkish dictator uh, Erdogan. I think I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there was a coup attempt that may or may not have been a uh, fake coup attempt in order to allow the dictator to crack down more. Nevertheless, he blamed uh, a a dissident who lives in America for this, who mm-hmm. Ennis Cantor supports. So Ennis Cantor, uh, I think about a year ago, while he was in the air leaving Turkey, they, rever- they uh, revoked his visa, so mm-hmm. he was stuck at the airport in uh, Bucharest, Romania. And uh, anyway, he he Obviously, he does have trouble traveling internationally, but no, he is worried about the credible threat of his murder because he has been, uh, I think he was charged with treason for tweeting critically Mm -hmm. about the president, and then he was also charged with cyber crimes Mm -hmm. for criticizing um, Turkish government official Orlando, yeah, Orlando (laughs) Magic semi-great Hito. Hito Turkoglu, uh, who also got a nose job in the middle of his NBA career and uh, had his career derailed because he was eating too much pizza before games in mm-hmm. Toronto. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Um, this is the weirdest story maybe in NBA history, correct? That Hito Turkoglu, not even the canter part, which is also super weird. But the fact yeah. that Hidu Turkoglu is like a conciliary to like a horrible dictator. That's fucking really weird, weird, right? <laughs> like Yeah, it's weird. And like what what this says to me is that Hidu Turkoglu might be kind of broke. Mm. Like he made a lot of money. I think but he's like, just bad. He, <laughs> he might just be like a bad person. I think he's just bad. He seemed, I mean, I don't think that's the most ridiculous to think that he's bad. Because, like, even if you think about those Sacramento Kings, who I still feel a lot of affection for those teams. Sure. Isn't Hito clearly the most unpleasant one? Um... Probably, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, yes. I mean, clearly. I mean, this is, no one has done anything this deplorable. No. Um. So, yes. I mean, even at the time. You know what, though? I would like to take a second to just say, uh, hey, Erdogan, kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I can't, I can't believe you used that slang term, kill yourself, Joe. <laughs> I'm going to cut that. Um, anyway. Oh, you should keep that. <laughs> I don't want to get murdered if I go to London. Well, Joey Devine, enemy of the state. It's so funny, like, 
I always forget that basketball even plays in London. Yeah, it's stupid. Because it's it's like, well, the game's in Japan. Japan is like too far away, and everyone just kind of like plays like garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean China? The game's in China? Well, I just mean like historically they started doing it in Japan oh, right. first. So like there was there was a game when um, Sean Kemp had like twenty nine and twenty in Yokohama, and like no one in Japan understood basketball, but Sean Kemp just kept dunking. And so people were just chanting, Sean Kempu, Sean Kempu, which is apparently how you say it in Japanese. Uh, but also, they kept sending shitty teams to England. Mm-hmm. So I think the last time they did it, uh, it was the Brooklyn Nets and the Toronto Raptors who played a triple overtime mm-hmm. game. Um, so Chris Humphreys put up 20 and 17. <laughs> Um, and played 54 minutes, and um, Andrea Bargnani um, was the leading scorer. He scored 35 points, and at the end of every single overtime, he missed a game-tying or game-winning shot. A game-winning shot at mm-hmm. the end. Uh, so, like, I just feel like if you're, like, a live NBA fan, and you went to that game, you'd be like, like I just wonder if you'd be unduly influenced if there's people in England who are like, no, Chris Humphreys ace pretty good. <laughs> I saw him I saw him live. He was really dominating. Anyway. Here's now my the question. Knicks. The Knicks. Here's here's my question. Um the NFL also, it seems like, sends the worst game to London every year. Like I think the Jaguars have played there multiple times. Yeah, because their owner owns uh, a soccer team. Yeah. So my question is, do you think the people of London would notice if the NBA just sent the Jacksonville Jaguars to play the basketball <laughs> game? Well. How much better are the New York Knicks than the Jacksonville Jaguars? Probably better. I mean better, for <laughs> sure. But at the same time, if it was what if it was like a split squad Jags mm-hmm. game? There would be too many white people. But there would be. You'd have to you'd have to just give some of the O line men just just like fake names, fake European names. Um they should send the Jaguars. Though. The Knicks <laughs> yeah. don't. None of the Knicks should have to go. No, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like like if 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 Cantor can't go, why like, do they do this in the middle of the season? Why like <laughs> what a weird time to do it too, right? Like just do just do this during preseason too. Like mm. who cares? Play all the preseason games in different countries. America doesn't want them. Yeah. Like send the NBA, send all 30, 30 teams out to have their preseasons in different parts of the world. But like, well, the last time they did it, it was like, <laughs> oh no, it was about the same time of year. What is the matter with them? Well, they are they playing the, in Mexico City again this year? Uh, yeah, I think that might have already happened. Um, I don't know because something always in- happens at that arena. That's crazy. I do like that game. Keep playing uh, in Mexico City for sure. Put a team in Mexico City. But uh <laughs> Wow. Which which team would you locate there? Orlando, right? Mm. Yeah. I mean I would 
Yeah, probably Orlando. I mean, part of me wants to steal, just take the Dallas Mavericks away from Mark Cuban and just move them to Mexico City. <laughs> yeah, Luka Doncic's like, yeah, this is cool too. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, the, okay, so the last one, oh, hold on. Yeah, they have not done it that much, really. What, the, okay, so the two Mexico City games this year, Orlando did play both of them, by the way. <laughs> and, uh, they won both of them, actually, against the Bulls and Jazz. All right, move them to Mexico City, keep them there. I think Celtics we made that joke, six, actually. Oh, yeah, we might have... <laughs> They play one basically every time. You know what's kind of tight is the Knicks. When the Knicks uh, played in London, uh, Spike Lee still came. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, who rules? Um, Knicks do it a lot, actually. Is there games? Anything else you want to see say about uh, Erdogan and um, Ennis Cantor? Oh, um, well, Turkaloo had some, like, bullshit statement about how... Oh, do you want to read that, or... Yeah, I'll, I'll read it. Um, we know that Cantor has not been able to travel to many countries due to visa issues since 2017. Yes, visa issues, yeah, it's the by the visa way, issues, created not created the... by the Turkish government. <laughs> In other words, Cantor can't enter the UK, not because of fears for life, as he claims, but due to passport and visa issues. This being the long-known truth, he is trying to get the limelight with irrational justifications and political remarks. Such remarks constitute another example of the political smear campaign Cantor has been conducting against Turkey, as well as his efforts to attribute importance to himself by covering up the contradictions in his sports career. I don't know what that last part means. It may be translated weirdly. It is obvious that this person's remarks are irrational and distort the truth. I mean... Look, he posted that in English. I'm just wondering if, I don't know, maybe maybe someone involved in the Turkish government might have had a little bit of, uh, might have weighed in on the statement, Joey. That's hey, all I'm saying. While you were reading reading <laughs> yes. that, uh-huh. um, I just want to point out, I got worried about my favorite Turkish player, uh-huh. uh, Mehmet Oker. He was maybe also pro Erdogan now, too. Uh-huh. But all I can find... I believe there's a picture of Erdogan, Hado, and Memo together. No, but what I just saw is, 2013, Memo Okor joins Turkish protests from Los Angeles. Retired NBA player offers his support for Istanbul protesters in his native country. Oh, all right. All right. Welcome back to the woke-off, Memo. (laughs) Does he now granted that is from 2013, but I don't know about so I don't know if he's still he doesn't seem to be maybe quite as politically active as Hito. All right. So the uh, Cantor shot back and said, it's probably not Hito, but the president making him say it. If you look at his Twitter, it's German, English and Turkish. It's three languages and he doesn't even know German. They're probably making him do it. He's kind of like his puppy dog. Lap dog is better. He probably got so much money for that. I got to say, I love it when Cantor roasts people. Like, he's not really that good at it, but he's very relentless and, like, clearly very pleased with himself, and that goes a long way. Uh, yeah. Still, yeah. Um, anyway, please stay alive, Anus Cantor. Yeah, yeah don't go to London, man. Um, yeah. 
We are pro canter and anti turkaglue here on Ramball Rock Pod. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we are rebranding as a murder podcast, but we are definitely anti murder. All right, there's one more news story, and I think we have so many news stories we might have to bump the thing we had planned. What do you say about that, Sean? Uh, yeah, we can bump it. Chandler Parsons, our friend. Uh, he's not our friend. Our, the <laughs> grossest person in the NBA. He's the person <laughs> who grosses me out the most. The guy who was too young to be in the literal pussy posse, but in his <laughs> mind, uh, he's been in the pussy posse forever. Uh, I would say he's like the NBA's Derek Jeter if Derek Jeter really sucked at baseball. He and the Grizzlies are no more. Yes. Chandler Parsons, who still, I think, is owed $38 million on his contract, Mm -hmm. uh, signed in the summer of 2016, where all over America, terrible, terrible decisions were made that would cost people untold sums of money that they would be committed to for four uh, frightening years. Like, he's only been on the Grizzlies for two years, and it feels like he's been a millstone for, like, eight. Yeah. This is not normal, Chandler Parsons on the Grizzlies. But uh, in 2016, a lot of people did things they wish they could take back. Sometimes they're even in red states. And they, <laughs> they're they like, this was a good idea at the time. This guy seems fun. Sure, he has a very questionable and sordid history in his relations with women, I'm sure he's kind of been a fraud his whole life. Um, We're talking about Chandler Parsons. (laughs) Um, What I will say about Chandler Parsons is I did feel sort of bad for him this year. (laughs) Oh, because he's been medically cleared for a while now. And he really wanted to play, and he just kept saying, let me play. And the Grizzlies were like, we want you gone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but apparently the Grizzlies were just like, no, we, yeah, we want you gone to our G League team. And Chandler Parsons was like, okay, but when do I come back to Memphis? And they're like, so we really want you on the G League team, Chandler. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So apparently Chandler Parsons, maybe not like a wonderful uh, mentor. What? I don't know. He to seems who? like it also is like so much proof. He really does feel like a failed actor because he his peak was so short. We are a year and a half away from Chandler Parsons being the bachelor, I think. Right. Oh, my God. Because he's not going to sign anywhere, right? No, and he hasn't. He's never done anything that bad. He's just kind of been a creep. I mean, he hasn't even been, like, like an overt creep. He's just, like, a guy sliding into DMs. He's, like, yeah, a reality yeah. star. Yeah, he's a, he's a sleazy guy. He's not yeah. a criminal. Right. Yeah, he's not admirable, but he's also not... Uh, he's, he hasn't done anything actionable. No. <laughs> so... <laughs> he is... We have said this before, the NBA player most likely to get me too, though, I think, right? We've said oh, that before. Oh, ooh, yes, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Like, like it's just waiting to come out. And maybe that's why he hasn't actually become The Bachelor yet. But, well, so don't you think... No, he Jim- can't be The Bachelor because The Bachelor takes place during the NBA season. So it's perfect now that he's gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's right. Um, well, I mean, look, 
He's gonna get so much fantasy suite time, now. dude. Yeah. He's gonna be like, look, I want five fantasy suites. That's in my contract. <laughs> um but look, if they have a virgin as the bachelor now, what could be the most You gotta go the other way for another next yeah. season. Like a guy like actively showing signs of venereal disease on the first episode. <laughs> And like all the sponsors, like suddenly it's like, wow, Chantix bought a 90 second ad in the middle of that show. That's incredible. Has Chandler Parsons Chandler Parsons is definitely like. It's amazing he hasn't vaped on the bench, right? I feel like, yeah, like he I bet he embraces a lot of the worst trends and the worst people all the time. Like it was I remember even when it was like kind of entertaining when Chandler Parsons was saying like, oh, I'm the best recruiter. I'm going to bring everybody here. And then it was like, well, what did he do to recruit him? It's like, well, he just kind of took him to a strip club. That's his move. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's why Cuban loved him, dude. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, excellent, dude. This guy doesn't want to wear a suit either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me introduce you to my friend, the pants DJ. <laughs> He's going to he's going to send you a link Chandler. You're going to be very into this. Yeah, that's how bad by the way the Dallas staff was when they said that uh the locker room was the only safe place for yeah, and women. A, a, a place where Chandler, Chandler Parsons was in that locker room. That is how bad <laughs> culture oh, that's was. That's a bad scene. <laughs> God, I really want Chandler Parsons to be the bachelor now. Uh, Somebody's going to sign him, though, right? I just don't know if he's any good anymore, though. He might just be straight up bad. Like, because I don't know if there's a reason for... Now, now maybe Memphis didn't want to play him in case he got hurt again. And this way, they can, like, buy him out and get a little bit of that money Mm -hmm. back. But I don't know who's... Like, I just don't know if he can play anymore. I mean, I don't and think he can. Who's, but... Who has, like, the incentive to find out? But, like, is Omri Caspi... There's no way Omri Caspi's better than him, right? That much better. Probably not. Is he still too spooked to shoot threes? No, Omri shot a lot of threes this year. Oh, okay. Um, But, I mean, like, he... He was showing, like, useful NBA skills last year, even when he was being frustrating. It was like, well, at least this guy is Look, cutting. Chandler you know? Parsons didn't fight anyone in a locker room this week, and <laughs> they a, still cut him. <laughs> that's a very good point. Who did Caspi fight again? Uh, Garrett Temple. Garrett Temple. But guess. apparently, I think our Grizzlies insider was implying that maybe Chandler Parsons is the one who leaked that story oh and that's so the, i think that's what this really right. is get yeah. him out of here yeah oh good job just a great day for chandler parsons but yeah <laughs> i just i don't see like an obvious landing spot unless it feels like it, he would go to a team that was like bad but had a bunch of injuries because you don't know he's really... gonna go to a team where he can party the most bro Oh, so maybe he does go to the Knicks. Yeah, or Orlando spring spring break is coming up. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> and because he's still getting paid by the Grizzlies, some team does have the incentive to sign him to like a deal where they get him next year too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It, I get. He won't be going to Cleveland. I'll tell you that much. 
No, they are they are full of terrible, terrible guards. Um, speaking yeah, of, they signed Cameron Payne. Speaking of player movement and terrible guards, uh-huh. um, there's been several moves, Sean. Um, uh-huh. So you know what that means to talk about all of the the moves that have occurred. Um, here is uh, the two weirdos. That uh, bilked us into uh, a really bad contract for us. Another bad deal we signed in 2016. Our analytics podcast, the podcast within a podcast, slammed up with Brett Slamson and Randy Ledoux. This is Slammed Up with Brett Slamson and Randy Ledoux. Analytics, friendship, efficiency and promo codes these guys are fucking dorks uh hello and welcome to another episode of slammed up the analytics based podcast within the larger non-analytic podcast of roundball rock i am brett slamson with me as often is randy ledoux randy how are you doing in 2019 Oh, I'm doing great, Brett. Everything is so fantastic. I don't have a son living with me anymore. And more importantly, I am buying so much new stuff with all the money we've earned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From uh, uh, roundballrock.bandcamp.com, we we tried to fit in uh, roundball.com slash Patreon slash Slamson Ledoux, but... uh, didn't fit. It was too many characters. Oh, not unlike uh, your favorite show, Game of Thrones. Oh, don't get me started on the Game of Thrones. I just hope uh, that uh, that hopefully the, the rightful owner of the throne will take over and we will see Cersei Lannister triumphing over the rest. So many characters. Clearly the most strategic of uh, everyone. And also uh, unconventional ideas of uh, sexual norms, which is why Sergeant Lannister, best character on Game of Thrones. But we have got, we can't just rest on the laurels of uh, the compilation Slammed Up album available for uh, pay as you want on roundballrock.bandcamp.com. We have got to talk about some big transactions, Randy. Oh, you know how much I love transactions. Oh my God. You you tried to legally marry uh, once a, a cat, an offer sheet. That was strange, but you you love transactions. I would say you love them so much. Why don't you marry them? But you you literally you literally tried to have a a government recognized civil union with a contract. So you've you've proven yourself. You've proven yourself, Randy. It's true. I I plan to take it um, take my fight all the way to the Supreme Court. This is a uh, the lower incredible. courts claim I can't marry transactions, but we'll see what. The notorious RBG has to say about it. It's incredible that this is what you use your your law degree for, Randy. But I I gotta I I admire it. I do. Well, my background uh, is in politics and my legal. I also have a legal background. That's true. That's and true. And also a, a background in science. That's true. You are. Uh, I mean, are you you accepted I also, by science. I also used to scalp Beanie Babies. Whoa, that was. Oh, that's incredible! I had a I had a bot that would buy and resell Tickle Me Elmos, which is actually how I uh, first got the down payment for the rental property. We know you love that rental property. 
Oh, I love that rental property. Uh, you know what else I love? Is, transactions? Uh, blockbuster trades. Oh, I love transactions. <laughs> getting a little, getting a little excited just thinking as me. about. <laughs> That's true. That's we true. Have, this is for my money. The most exciting grouping of transactions the NBA has ever seen. They're literally incredible. Blockbuster uh, moves. Let's Just, talk to. Yes, go ahead. No, no, let's talk about the the blockbuster trade, which means uh, many of these guys have not done a lot since 2009. But it's incredible anyway. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies traded Marshawn Brooks and Wayne Selden again. They Again. traded him twice. That was incredible. That these two guys have been falsely traded and then really traded, which uh, you know it kind of reminds me of the greatest legal travesty of our our era, the Duke Lacrosse case. And I mean, double jeopardy. Oh, I don't want to talk about that. Well, I'm just I'm just saying. Uh, some of those guys still have a GoFundMe and uh, some compelling stories. Uh, but yeah, let's let's go to this one. Uh. Marshawn Brooks, Justin Holiday is going back to Memphis, and uh, Marshawn Brooks and Wayne Seldon are going back along with a 2011 and 2020 second round trip. Such an amazing move. Love it so much. Anytime you can turn a dead body like Marshawn Brooks mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. another dead body, but. Stay- it's a second fresher rounders. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love second rounders. But let's be honest, Justin Holiday is 29 years old. Negative value. But those second rounders, positive value. The mm-hmm. most value you can get out of anything is something you pick up in the second round. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's why it's why you buy all your clothes at the ninety nine cent store. They don't but have also, you, you fit into I miniatures. Make them. I make my clothes. Oh, you make your clothes. I I thought the material reminded me of a. You know what? Let's not talk about that right now. They don't, uh, they don't sell suede jumpsuits at the ninety nine cent store. What's wrong with you? I just thought because they were tiny, they might have uh, belonged to perhaps like an action figure or a plush. Randy like a, like an only wears boy. velour, my friend. You you do look very comfortable. That's what I've been time. spending all the album money on. Oh, <laughs> velour. I, I uh, have I, I, tiny golden cufflinks that I smelted myself. Yeah, that seems extremely dangerous at uh, the, the level that you're operating. I have mercury poisoning, just yeah. like the man from S-Town. Wow, that's incredible. I... I had no idea. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Nobody can touch me. I'm made of money from the album. (laughs) Roundballrock.bandcamp.com That's true. We split it it right down the middle, 92.8, and uh, yeah, the money's just rolling in. Uh, So this trade, second round picks, uh, Justin Holiday, Definitely a corpse, but a slightly fresher corpse Much than Marshawn Brooks. But but I don't know what uh, the Memphis Grizzlies are uh, doing in this situation. They're in that in-between zone. Uh, as I have advocated on the podcast before, they should be trying to burn down the arena for the insurance money, uh, perhaps collect on the uh, double indemnity clause in Marcus Hall's life insurance policy. 
this this is going in the wrong direction. I think uh, a younger man with less insurance on him. Uh, but they have two second rounders. The yeah, second the rounders are did. worth. Oh, sorry, my mistake. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. They're they're more. This is a horrible their- trade. I take awful. this back. I oh. need to update the cap sheets for the Patreon. Oh my God, you haven't updated the cap sheets yet. What is the matter with you? I don't know. I forgot. Oh. I'm sorry, yell, but this is the most important thing that you can do is update uh our various spreadsheets and uh. I mean, I update my Tinder bio where all these cap sheets are also listed. I, you know who else are, is on Tinder? Who's that? Chandler Parsons. Oh, he is back on Tinder because he has been sent home by these same Memphis Grizzlies, uh, perhaps to make room for Justin Holiday, perhaps to uh, protect themselves from an impending legal situation. Brett, can uh, I ask uh, you a question? Mm. How does it feel to learn that... The only man with as much sexual prowess as you is back on the market and no longer in Memphis. Mm, it's uh, I'll honestly say it is threatening. Uh, as I have said on the podcast and on the uh, the Facebook Live and on the Twitch stream. Uh, Don't forget Chandler about Parsons. TikTok. What's up? We're on oh, TikTok, TikTok yes. now. Uh, I'm also on Yak Yak as well. Uh, you do yeah, that alone, I, though. What's that? You do that alone. I will do that alone. Thank you very much. Uh, but before I get into the story about Chandler Parsons, I need to welcome one of our sponsors. Uh, our new fu- our new sponsor, it is a pharmaceutical company. It's called Tylenol PIPM. Uh, it's a new metric-based pain reliever. It treats the average headache. Uh, say you've got a migraine. Clearly, that's an outlier, but it does adjust for opponent and situation. It is an upgrade for Tylenol RPM, which does not adjust for headache pace, so I don't know what you're doing trying to kill your pain with that. Uh, you also cannot use it if you have O-positive blood because that is the switchiest blood type, but if you want a ty- trial sample of the analgesic Tylenol PIPM, uh, any listeners of Slammed Up can use promo code doctor approved disabled player exemption. Uh, it's easy to remember. We talk about it on the talk podcast about it all, all the time. Constantly talk about it. Uh, so thank you, Tylenol PIPM. So uh, as I was saying, uh, Chandler Parsons and I met, as I've mentioned before, in, uh, quote, the scene. And uh, I think we know what that is. I have some very strong opinions about his body composition. Uh, we have definitely gotten switchy together from time to time uh and while Chandler Parsons has had the knee injury has limited his mobility uh he has compensated in other areas he's smarter about the game so uh women of Memphis your loss uh open-minded people of perhaps the uh Orlando area uh, uh say hi to CP the real CP because uh this he I consider him CP threesome actually Dan Randy it's a good nickname. Someone should write a joke about it. Someone should write a joke about it. Not us, though, because uh, jokes are lies and facts are the truth. Um, the other thing we should probably mention is the Bulls <laughs> used this to um, release Cameron Payne. Oh, my God. Cameron Payne. Uh-huh. He's the, the one of the least. I, I consider him a stretch 0.4. Randy, you know what I mean? But he doesn't even shoot threes well enough to be a stretch anything. 
he can stretch point for it. That's he, all. Uh, he should be stretched on a medieval rack. Mm-hmm. Like he well, should be stretched so on. You're sending him to Cleveland, and that's going to be torture in that backcourt. <laughs> Having to watch Alex. <laughs> that backcourt. <laughs> Sam Dagger couldn't stick around. <laughs> oh, oh, he's huh, sorry. I, I got hysterical thinking about uh, a GM choosing to employ Cameron Payne, and uh, my head started to hurt. Maybe I need some Tylenol PIPM, Randy. Uh, we have another sponsor. Uh, this is another sponsor that recently became available. Uh, his name is Michael Carver Williams. I believe that is a, a business name. That is a DBA, which we call doing business as this guy's NBA career was DOA. But at the same time, he's available to come to your house and, uh, chainsaw a bunch of shit. That's what he does. Michael Carver Williams. He will make uh, a simple statue out of a log. Uh, he has a chainsaw. He's uh, not reliable with it, especially from distance. But he comes in, he uh, puts in the requisite amount of effort, and uh, you can get a chainsaw sculpture. He's going to have some free time, has been released from the NBA. Uh, if you want, he will apparently just uh, machine gun and chainsaw whatever you want. If it's trash in your yard, uh, he's a streaky shooter. He's tough with the chainsaw. But if you are a slam up listener, he will come to your house for free. With promo code Michael Carver Williams 2013 Rookie of the Year, uh, I believe that's a misprint. But we uh, never talk about that. We actually show. never talk about that. That's very difficult to remember. It's one letter different. It's un unusually long, but uh, give it a shot. He paid us fifty thousand dollars for that ad read. Speaking of Michael Carter Williams, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. got traded to the Bulls too. Oh, wow. The Bulls really uh, what just... What for, Brett? Do you want to say what for? Uh, I believe it was for a conditional second-round draft yeah, pick. Yeah, it's that's for half- nothing. He got oh, traded for unicorn. nothing. Oh, the unicorn of transactions where nothing happens, but it's still a transaction. But you know what else happened? What's Houston that? gave them a million dollars. What? I oh, know. That's incredible. Michael Carter-Williams, that's, uh, that's corpse disposal money as far as I'm concerned. Get him in the ground. I mean, let him sponsor the podcast for a little while longer. But then he's dead. And where does the dead body go? In the ground to be eaten by the worms. It's the cycle of life, and it's what happens, and it's where he is bound. I don't know. I, for one, think Jim Boylan is going to get a lot out of Michael Carter-Williams. Oh, yeah. I hope he, he well, you know, he's, he's tough. A lot of blood. Oh. From, he's a, he looks like a monster, Jim Boylan. Yeah, he he's killed somebody before, and he's never he's never told a single person. Maybe it was a drifter, maybe it was maybe it was a kid on the road when he was driving late at night. But uh, trust me, I've uh, I've seen people that have killed people. Jim Boylan has killed people. We'll find out sooner or later whether it's uh, the police arresting him or his memoirs being leaked. Uh, so one more exciting transaction. This was We're the co- greatest transaction in the history of the NBA. Yes, and before that, we've got one more sponsor. We're podcast by we're sponsored by another podcast. Uh, it's a new podcast. Uh, it seems like it's political, but it's mostly about uh, male lifestyles. It's called Rod Save America. Uh, it's hosted by former Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. We met playing uh, pickup basketball in Chicago. He I met him me. once too. Oh. Mm-hmm. I oh, was how, sitting. I was sitting on a stack of nickels. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, you're sitting on a gold mine. And I wow. was like, me too, 
Blago, me too. Yeah, he used to, uh, occasionally when we'd party together after the uh, pickup basketball games, he'd, uh, he'd, he'd kind of jostle against a waitress and say, you're sitting on a gold mine. And he was uh, <laughs> referring to his own penis. That's what he would say. Uh, needless to say, we got along great playing with Rod. He's, uh, he's, he's more of a switchy too on the court. Uh, he's the one who turned me on to four hymns and, uh, Rod save America is a lifestyle podcast. A lot of men's hair care products, uh, talks about inside stories of auctioning off things that you don't necessarily own. Very, very useful way to do that. And, uh, tells you how to sell your gold products for cash. And, uh, he, uh, likes to incessantly, uh, rehash the 2016 election. So, uh, Rod save America, check it out. And uh, for listeners who want to get two trial episodes of Rod Save America, we have got a promo code abolish the electoral college and replace it with a college of landowners. Uh, we talk about that all the we time. We talk about that constantly. Our electoral reform. Uh, Our ba- my background is in politics. I am a strict constitutional structuralist. And, uh, you know, that's uh, how the country should be. But let's move on to uh, the transaction. The... Cleveland Cavaliers signed a heavily, uh, a short, uh, a high money, short okay? uh, guarantee date contract. I'm just so excited about this podcast. I actually climaxed in the middle of the description of it. I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that. Uh, it's not the first time you've done that on this show. <laughs> it certainly is not. But speaking of people who finished quickly, uh, Patrick McCaw's time in Cleveland did not last even a uh, single week, Randy. No, it was amazing. What happened was, was Patrick McCaw, who was who had the Warriors over a barrel mm-hmm. uh, with his restricted oh. free agency, signed yeah, 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 an yeah. offer sheet with the Cleveland Cavaliers oh, that yeah. the Golden State Warriors chose not to match. Oh, yeah. And then he signed it, made yeah, he signed. about $80,000 for the week yeah. or something like that. It would have it would have made it really hard for the Warriors to match that. Just, oh, they're gonna, it and must then have been they so waved him immediately, and now he's an unrestricted free agent. Oh, just been pushing up against that apron. Salaries would have been just rustling up against it so hard. Wow. And then so, they just released him so, so fast. So wild. What a... I, oh. Even in our mocks off season, where you play the very hard bargaining player agent, incredibly hard bargaining. In our yeah. mock role, in our role playing off season, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you would never make a deal this cutthroat. What an never, amazing never. deal for Patrick oh, McCall! It's so it's evil. It's like a, it's something that a that a warlock would do to to punish someone who disrespected his his lair. It's a uh, it's fiendish. It's it's so perverse. Oh. I just Kobe Altman. I didn't know he 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 was such a naughty boy when it came to transactions. I I love it. I have I have a a different amount of respect for the Cleveland Cavaliers organization. They're uh, uh, they go for the kill a lot more than I expected. I'm just happy that I was able to finally. This is like something we would make up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know would, how we would. have all these amazing ideas about how the NBA works. About uh, how, like, the games don't really matter, but what really matters is, like, 
strange transactions that happen oh, yeah. in the future, like money that's not guaranteed and then becomes guaranteed. Just, just crazy ideas we would we would only think of if you just had become delirious from watching <laughs> 23 hours of basketball every day while for filming it. Years. While you're yeah. being filmed. While you're being filmed and talking mostly to yourself and just interrupting constantly, uh, staying very online, uh, wearing branded clothing, and only taking a break to uh, fornicate or play pickup basketball or cook. Or in my case, cook Blue Apron. Yeah. Oh, this is. I cannot believe it. It's like we wished it into existence. Well, you know what it might have been? What? We got good karma from the release of the slammed up album on rondellrock.bandcamp.com. I actually Brett, I have a I have a confession to make. Uh yeah, what what is it, Randy? The other day when I was burying my son Jeremy's body. Wait, who? Exactly. It doesn't matter. I found a monkey's paw in the woods. Oh. And I wished that something like this would happen. Well, that what did you use your other wishes? No, not yet. Well, got four more, baby. Well, that's great. Well, uh, I can't believe you can nothing even hold could ever go paw. wrong when you find a creepy monkey paw in the woods. No, there's no way that uh, the curling of the monkey's paw after you make a wish would never. Uh, suggest the the boomeranging bad karma that would then be pointed back at you from your wish no. but uh i can't see a way that you'd ever be <laughs> punished for <laughs> patrick mccaw transaction that was so way, I so frankly that, erotic i wish that a team would sign patrick mccaw to a non-guaranteed deal and then immediately wave him it's such a good career move yeah for a player who has made almost no money in his career and his sit out, he's been sitting out for so long. And I, I believe that money was probably uh, prorated, too. There was not necessarily even a signing bonus. I doubt he even got paid. So all he did was sacrifice a uh, million and a half dollars and possibly jeopardize the future of his career just to give you a wish and me two of the strongest orgasms in recent memory in just thinking about the transaction. Uh, money well spent. Yeah, Except thank you, Monkey's one, Paw. There's only one better way to spend money, and that is to pay what you want at roundballrock.bandcamp.com to uh, listen to all the slammed ups, besides this one and the Christmas special that just happened. When uh, R- Randy's son Hector died, I believe. Is that right? Close enough. Okay. So understand how you can reproduce but uh you know a lot we've of covered this we can't talk about it anymore no we can't talk about it anymore that's the main thing is that uh i've already forgotten it so uh well what a thrilling day in the nba for transactions uh randy do you have anything you want to plug uh yeah i'd like to plug this monkey's paw i found in the woods uh-huh mm-hmm. um I'm going to make some more wishes at some point. I don't know on what yet, though. Okay. 
Uh, that's great. And, uh, for me, you can find me, uh, I am revising all the commentary on my Flickr album from the Nike hoop summit of 2012. So please check that out this week. And also you can find me at the, uh, Turkish bath in downtown Turlock on Wednesday afternoon. So check that out as well. I know what I'm going to wish for. Uh, what's that? I'm going to watch interstellar at night. Oh, well you, do you need a wish for that or you you wouldn't you could watch it on amazon prime and save Monkey's the witch paw, show me interstellar at night wow uh i uh i i i hate to tell you this uh randy but uh while i was while i was cruising by your house i i ate your chicken parm you have no chicken parm to eat while you watch interstellar i'm sorry Paw wishes were were too good to be true. Well, you've got three wishes left, and uh, back to you, Round Ball Rock. Sorry, you've uh, karmically tainted yourself, Randy. That one was weirder than normal. They, um, I, I don't... it was also more normal. You yeah, they seem mean? to be getting along, but also maybe they live in a. Fa- I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess we got the origin story of the rental property finally. Yeah, I'd been wondering about that. Look, I mean, there's a lot of slammed up lore where, you know, it's not clear if these guys are hiding something or if there's a crazy secret behind it. But um, you know what, no. though, they honestly didn't have that much to say about those trades. They they sort of they kept ignoring the deals. That it's was almost as if the deals were too boring for even them. I mean, they seemed very excited about them, but they did not really. Like, wouldn't you think they'd be like talking about where Patrick McCall might go or what possible motivation the Cavaliers had? But no, they were. I don't know. Anyway, Sean. Oh, excuse me. Anyway, um, buy their album, I guess, at roundballrock.bandcamp.com. Um Anything you want to plug, Sean? Uh, yeah, if you're, I'm going to be on the road this weekend. So Thursday, uh, January 10th through Sunday, January 13th, I will be at Rooster Tea Feathers in Sunnyvale, California. Uh, um, come say hi. On El Camino Real, near the Cupertino Inn, next to a tire retailer. Um, and then as for me, uh, I'll be appearing, I was on the, uh, Up Rocks Film Drunk Frotcast, uh, this last week, so listen to that if you haven't already, and I'll also be on, uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame podcast, Who Cares About the Rock Hall, later this week. Um, I'm a podcast guest now, professional podcast guest. If you want me on, let me know. Yeah. Uh I'll do it. I don't say no. Um <laughs> Sean, do you have a song you want to explain what it is? I do. Uh this is look. Everybody literally everybody loves these Luca Doncic parody songs. I get letters from all over the world, hand-delivered letters saying, "Sean, 
why aren't you as viral as Grantland Jr.? Yeah, would just get more viral. And the only way I know to make we need to NBA get go viral, viral. <laughs> we just need to get more viral. And the only way to do that is Luka Doncic parody songs. So this one is um, it's inspired by a great band from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They're named the Violent Femmes. Ooh. And this song, this song is called Slovenian Doncic. I hope you enjoy it um, after the episode. Yeah. And then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where on January 1st, 2019, at 5.09 p.m., I tweeted, Dear cat, you can flood my house, scratch my face, poop on the bed, shatter vases, but stealing my starbursts is off limits. Hashtag 2019. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's all not steal Frankie's starbursts. Yes. Can I put in something like, this is Slovenian Doncic. Take one. One, two, three, four. Do you like Slovenian Doncic? I like... Slovenian Doncic, don't you like Slovenian Doncic, baby? I want you to dunk it, that lead you went and shrunk it. Myth of soft euros, you debunk it, baby. Did you take too many dribbles? I took too many dribbles at the apple. We need more nibbles. Baby, you were born on 228 and 99. But every time you get to that free throw line, it reminds me of Lou. It reminds me of Lou Williams. Oh, oh, oh. We signed DeAndre Jordan because we liked his boarding. But nobody would pass a rebound to Luca, baby. They didn't like Slovenian Doncic. They never seen a rookie who was this slick. They didn't know he'd take the ball to the hole, baby. You were drafted third, I knew you'd be a star. But every time I look at votes for All-Star, it reminds me of ye. It reminds me of ye. It reminds me of ye. Jin Long. Luca, your foreign fans might get you to start the All-Star game. But you dunk all over that chair that was guarding ye. Unless that was the Mandela effect, and I never saw that video at all. Crazy. Do you like Slovenian Doncic? Do you like the American music? I like Slovenian Doncic. Do you like songs about Luka Doncic? We like But I like parody songs best. 
baby. You're the best white map since David Lee. But every time I look at that step back three, it reminds me of Spree. But you don't choke like Spree. You're on a shooting spree. Good athletic ability. You're beautiful like a tree. Deep range on your three. Crossover dribbles poetry. Jumpers sweeter than Sarah Lee. You start internationally. Good locker room chemistry. Unflappable like Rupert G. Better than Bohemian Rhapsody. No disrespect to Rami. He's great as Freddie Mercury. And Minstrel Robot Season 3. It reminds me of me. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.